Radio is live on the air. I went on the website today and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I'd have to say I'd have to see that say that that's probably my one gripe with uh, with their website is they never post the full card before their shows. On the, they post it on the MySpace. Oh, okay, okay. And all I have to say, other than that, is April sixteenth, two thousand eight, is Hiroshi Tanahashi and the Machine Gun Call Anderson is Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroki Goto. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> Anderson's is going to be in there with the big guns to see if he can mm-hmm. perform. Uh, he's going to get hit rather hard, so we'll, <laughs> well, he's we'll, in there we'll with see the if, we'll he's see in there the there with the God of He's in there with the God of wrestling and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, geez. Well, Mr. Fuller, you, you request the time. Uh, what, what do you have going on? What do you have going on this Thursday? Oh, we have the uh, reunion of Insane Hardcore Wrestling. This Friday is the 10th anniversary of when IHW opened its doors. And for those of you who don't know, maybe new listeners to the show, Insane Hardcore Wrestling was a backyard promotion created in 1998 by myself and two other gentlemen. Um, It was uh, scalded by uh, wrestling promoters in Texas, even though there was a handful of them. But we opened the doors for... uh, a lot of young stars to get to get exposure without shackles. Rodney Mack, Jazz, Brian Kendrick, all came through Insane Hardcore Wrestling and performed in our backyard before going on to Superstardom and World Wrestling Entertainment. 
the Necro Butcher was floundering on the independent circuit in Texas, buried. No one knew who he was. He was Dylan Summers, Private Dylan Summers. He came to IHW. The Necro Butcher was born. The shackles came off, and now everyone is getting the Necro Butcher experience worldwide. Uh, Insane Harker Wrestling was a brainchild of myself and two other gentlemen. And this coming Thursday night here in Fort Worth, Texas, we're going to celebrate the 10th anniversary. We're going to have a banquet with speakers, and it is a very, very emotional week for me. It means a lot to me this week because this was my baby. Anybody that knows me knows this was my baby. And uh, so it's just going to be good times, man. I mean, uh, it's going to be good times. It's going to be a chance to reflect and uh, have some fun again. The boys are excited. Uh, a lot of hey, people... David. Sure. Hey, um, you said you said you're having a banquet this weekend. Yeah, this Thursday. Are you ha- are you having an actual show as well? No, not at this time. Um, I tried, but uh, resources were not uh, not allowed me to have a show at this time. However, the entire year is the tenth anniversary of Insane Hardcore Wrestling, and I am at this second working on a ten year anniversary reunion show to air sometime in the fall. I am working on that. We're also working on a movie as well. So Who's all confirmed banquet? Necro Butcher will be making his return to Insane Hardcore Wrestling after a seven-year absence this Thursday night. Uh, five-time IHW heavyweight champion and friend of the show, Chris Wolf. Uh, former two-time IHW champion, Balls Rider. The Elber Boy himself, Joey Corman. Commissioner Paul Lewis. Uh, IHW Hardcore Champion, Damon Richards, uh, 20-year veteran, Larry Green, the Knight of Pain Pendragon, and uh, former IHW Heavyweight Champion, Scott Von Esper, have all been confirmed, and myself. What what exactly will be happening at this banquet? Well, we're going to have, everyone's going to be eating and drinking, which is what I'm really worried about. and we're gonna, I'm sorry, and where also is it taking place? It's going to be taking place at Dos Gringos Restaurant and Cantina. It's 1015 University Drive in Fort Worth, Texas. It is right across the street from the legendary Will Rogers Memorial Center in Fort Worth, Texas, home of some of the most legendary uh, wrestling championship matches of all time. How apropos that our reunion is going to be taking place just miles, just inches, feet away from the legendary Will Rogers Coliseum. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna have speakers. We're gonna have a host. Everyone's gonna get a chance to go up and say what IHW means to them. There's gonna be a lot of photo ops, and just the main thing is, this is for the boys. I want to get that over. Anybody can have a show. The show is for the fans. This is for the boys. This is for the boys to get together. Don't worry about any bullshit. This is for the boys to just have fun with each other again. A lot of these guys have not seen each other in years. So this is for the boys. This is my gift to all the boys for all their hard work over the years. So that's mainly what's going on this coming Thursday. Is this open for fans as well? Um, no, it's not. We don't. We don't have. It is being videotaped. It will be available on DVD. Um, we were unable to secure a facility big enough to hold to invite fans as well. I would love to. But this is, like I said, this is mainly just for the boys. Their families are coming. Um, a lot of the families, you know, don't know. I mean, you know, some of these guys, 
you know, have not wrestled in years, and this is a chance for, like, their wives and their husbands and their kids to see what they did. So, but like I said, we're going to have more opportunities this year to do something for the fans. I am working on a fall reunion show. I am working on that as we speak. So, hopefully, when I get that together, as soon as I know the details, I will let everyone, especially where we go radio now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, David, uh, your time is up. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm cutting you off because you know, we have a, we have a bunch of guests coming down tonight. Um, for some odd reason, it became a stacked show. But uh, once again, congratulations on your 10 years, brother. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the banquet goes well this weekend. Um, I want you to slap around Necro a little bit and have him get up, get him on the show. Um, that's a, that's a work in progress. He called me earlier. He is in town, and um, Necro Butcher is going to be coming in this Thursday to do our banquet. Then he's flying out immediately to Ring of Honor this Friday in Boston. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well, brother, I appreciate you coming on again. Like I said, hopefully things go go down well, and we'll have you on the show in a couple weeks so we can run down what happened at your banquet. Sounds good. Awesome, brother. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Bye. All right. It's always good to hear from Mr. Fuller. Oh, wow. Have you, um, Alex, I know you've gotten a chance to watch that uh, that. Uh, Necro Butcher early in Texas DVD comp. What did you think of it? Oh, man, it's uh, it, it's just very interesting seeing how he's progressed throughout the years. You know, um, I know that things a lot, lot better now than what I've seen him back in the early days. It's just amazing to see where he's come from. Well, I mean, see, Alex, you're shit right now, but in a couple of years you should be pretty good. So, you know, it's the same theory. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, I can say the same thing about you, but uh, hopefully, oh, yes, hopefully please. you find a good potential. <laughs> oh, 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 hopefully you find well, it. It's 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 good to hear you on the show to to carry me. So, <laughs> you know, some oh. some take to it faster than others. Just saying. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh yes. All right. Well, have you heard anything about the All Japan Champions Carnival? Oh, no, Meltzer put an update about it today. I know it's uh, coming down to the last couple of people. I haven't really been checking out too much about it. I, I, I really want to check it out on DVD once I start seeing the different matches or whatever. I just I want to see uh, Tanahashi Kawada one-on-one because I just rewatched the uh, match between Muto and Tanahashi against Kawada and uh, Tai Okea, and then I really want to see Tanahashi and Kawada have more interactions. Then I really want to see just the Minoru Suzuki-Tanahashi match just for my own pleasure. Okay, uh, you will be receiving within the week Champions Carnival Day 1 and Day 2. Awesome. Um, they should be sent to you tomorrow. We have, for Block B, uh, Minoru Suzuki will kill Joe Doring. Good. Hopefully. Uh, Nishimura and Kensuke. Hopefully Kensuke Tai Oke is going to lay down for Mudo. Yeah. And Kojima and Kawada. Oh man, that's gonna be a match. Death. Death is all I'm oh. saying. And then personally, I want to see Minoru Suzuki against Carl Anderson before the end of the year. Possibly, that's up to Carl. Yeah, that's up to his attitude. Um, and I want to see Minoru Suzuki against Fima. Ooh, that'd be kind of interesting. 
It would be. And I want to see Minoru Suzuki next but sure, I have a bunch of dream matches for Minoru Suzuki. He's really awesome. <laughs> He's really yes. unique. And then it doesn't really matter who you put him against. It'd be a really, really interesting match. Yeah. And it's and Silver King. Or... It's, it's Silver King. Fucking, uh, not Silver King. Uh, who's, who's the guy currently in all Japan? The Luchador? That's awesome. Mystico? Is that Silver King? No. Who is that? Who's the Luchador in all Japan that's awesome? It's Silver King. Oh, Silver King. Yeah, Silver King's awesome. I just yeah. want to throw that out. Silver King's awesome. And before uh, day two in block B, we have Doring and Nishimura, which I'm pretty sure will go 30. That's going to end up being a draw. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and the next match is one that I want to see. Kaioke against your boy Tanahashi. Well, I mean, they had a match a couple of years ago at the 1407 Dome show. and I mean, I, I like Kaioke. He's good, but I mean, like, it just... I I'm not just a big, I'm not the biggest fan of Taiokea. I, I like Tanahashi in there with guys. I, it seems like Taiokea tries to I don't know take over the match too much. Maybe I like Tanahashi in there with guys who let Tanahashi be Tanahashi. Mm. And then we have Kensuke and Suwama. That should uh, Kensuke should be killed. Suwama. <laughs> and the main event Kojima and Mudo. Okay, mm. that match would have been awesome. Uh, in like 1997. Mudo's not bad, but he's Mudo. Uh, he brings it when he has to. Yeah, he brings it when no. he has to. But he doesn't always have to. <laughs> right. It's it's amazing what this man does with no knees. It, oh, it really is. I'm, amazing. I, it really is. I'm still amazed by by the the June eighth match he had with uh, Tenru for the Triple Crown, the one that won the match of the year for a, or was it runner up match of the year for Observer. But that was insane. Oh, I don't think I saw that match. <laughs> I mean, he has no knees. And oh, it was Tenru a five-star awesome match. Tenru is amazing, too, even at his older ages. I've not seen any of his most recent. The most recent stuff I saw of him was from the Dory Funk Jr. retirement match. But uh, Tenru is just awesome. Oh, he, he plays that big bully rather well. And, <clears throat> you know, he's changed. But, you know, he's, he's shall we say, evolved. Since uh, you know, since he used, you know, since he he was doing the All Japan thing when he was younger, you know, it was really different. But you know, one match he, I want to throw can... out there from one match I wanted to talk about in particular from 2005. It was Go Shiozaki and uh, Kenta Kobashi against Tenru and Jun Akiyama. And that match, the interactions between Kobashi and Tenru were just amazing. And I wanted to know, I want to see if they ever had a singles match in 2005 because just the build to that match was so awesome. Kabashi and Tenru? Yeah. If they had a, a singles mm-hmm. match after the because they, they had a match in Noah, that tag match, and it was just they told an awesome story in it. They just treated Joe like he was just a complete young boy and kinda of took him out of the match and then Kabashi was defending the honor of Go and beating the crap out of Tenru and it was awesome. Mm. Yeah, we were we were talking on the phone earlier about uh Takamichinoku and Sima and Dragon Yeah. What was the date of that match? I don't remember what the date of that match was. I just know it's from 2005. It's on a comp I have, and I don't have it in front of me, but I can pull it up later. But um, SEMA, like, uh, it was funny. I was reading, like, some old, old art. I was listening to some old Observer Live, and then I kept hearing people bring up SEMA, Noma. I forgot what his last name was, but it's the SEMA of today. He was just how he's always been awesome. 
Well, he was good in WCW. Yeah, I didn't see much of the stuff in WCW, but yeah. Yeah, he, I was, heard he was really, really good. good. Yeah, he was um, good. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I saw Cena. It might have been the Ring of Honor Dragon Gate show where he wrestled uh, AJ Styles, but um, AJ just kind of did AJ. <laughs> no, AJ does that from time to time. He just kind of he just kind of has an AJ match with people. <laughs> I remember uh, also a weekend night two. It was also a weekend five or also a weekend four night two. It was uh, no night one. It was AJ against Pac. And, you know, they brought over Pac, and he had all this, you know, Pac, 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 and then he, AJ just ended up squashing him night one. <laughs> you know, that, that's AJ that's for you. Yeah, but he had a, he redeemed himself the next scenario. By the way, I've seen some of his Dragon Gate stuff, and I have to put him over one million stars. He's got gear. That's awesome. Good to go, Pac. He's got gear. <laughs> he got gear. Well, I mean, he got new gear. He was wearing, like, the biker trunks that were, like, singular colored, and, I mean, he just didn't really stand out, but now he's got good-looking gear. I'm proud of him. Good job, Pop. Yeah, his, his I was happy for him. Stuff. And, and then the, the next Dragon time... Gate stuff's insane, dude. You know, I, I I can... My problem is I can't sit and watch a whole Dragon Gate show. I can watch two or three matches, and then that's it. Then I have to go and watch, you know, a, 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 a Nick Bockwinkle match right after to, oh, you know, definitely. slow me down. You know or what I'm saying? Or I just go to sleep. But I mean, Dragon Gate. I mean, it's it's like Japanese Ring of Honor with. I mean, a lot of the the top guys in Dragon Gate are a lot better than. Well, not I'm not gonna say a lot better, but they're very, very, very good. But they wrestle their style, and their style I can only see for a couple of matches. But like Naruki Doi and Yoshino, I mean, one of the best tag teams in the world right now. And Seema's awesome, and I mean, they got some real good talent over there. But I mean, like I said, I can only watch the show a couple of matches at a time. Yeah, it's just it's it's sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes it's it's human pinball. I mean, I love the stuff, so but I I just can't, you know, sit there. I can give it an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about all. Um, I know that's I'm, Jeff's I'm, favorite top wrestler. Jeff's into the spot fest. Excuse me. <laughs> You're in the spot fest, Jeff. No, I'm not in the spot fest. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, it it all depends who it is. Okay, I'm going on the record. The SoCalUncensored.com match of the year for 2008 will be Scrap Iron Adam Pierce defending the NWA World Heavyweight title against Ricky Mandel. I was impressed on, with that match. I'm going on record as saying that uh, Adam Pierce against SoCal Crazy from Jeff's upcoming anniversary show is going to blow that one away. And then Alex Saint will win the 2008 Rookie of the Year. Uh, now KZ had not seen you, KZ hasn't seen the first match uh, with uh, SoCal Crazy and Adam Pierce from January, so I'll, I'll make sure and get a copy out to you. Uh, I'll get one out to you tomorrow, um, and then you can really make you know make up your mind. But those those two matches really stick out for everybody out of out of pretty much all the shows that I've had so far. Did KZ see the uh, Redondo uh, SoCal Crazy Warfare match? Excuse me? Did he see that brutal uh, Redondo SoCal Crazy match from the last show? He did. What did you think of that? What did you think of that? That was that was nuts, man. They were all over the place. That was fun. I'm now, surprised you, you didn't now, lose your venue. Now, you actually um, actually making, you know, references to SoCal Uncensored, you know, that, that won't get you anywhere. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> SoCal Pro, SoCal Pro is not PWG, and it won't happen. <laughs> but thanks, Casey. I have to keep my show over, dude. Okay. You know, I have so many masters, so many mouths to feed. So, you know, I have to you keep know, everybody happy. Hey, you know, if you go on the board right now and you look at their 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 rankings from the last month, every match is PWG. So whoever's doing those those rankings for the matches for for each month, they don't come to San Diego and they barely go to LA. Yeah, no doubt. And that's just a yeah. fact. Yeah. So what you're what you're trying to say, Jeff, and uh, I'll sum up what Jeff is trying to say. He thinks that uh, the anchors away against La Oil, the Mall should be match of the year, right? Yes. Hey, it, hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They probably whoever does it probably doesn't even go to the EWF shows. They probably don't, which is unfortunate. I mean, well, I, I guess it depends on which way you look at that. <laughs> so, how was that EWF show? Have you talked about it on the air yet? Uh, we hadn't. I I um I, I was very much entertained by Anchors Away as always. Um. But oh, you know, I, I like I only liked a couple matches out of the show. It seemed like a lot of the matches were really just kind of thrown together. Yeah, uh, let me cut you off for just a sec, Jeff. You know, Alex, if you were here, you'd go nuts, man. I look in the refrigerator. My wife made fried chicken for dinner. You can continue, uh, Jeff. Ah, look at okay. Oh, I also got watermelon for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you said it was wrong for me. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, pop me well, No, let's not. We we don't need to discuss that. <laughs> you guys I'm know sorry I like to cut sushi you anyway. You guys know I like sushi anyway. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Yeah, we were so, talking about the EWF. Let's put Jesse over again. All right. So CJ <laughs> Perkins and Liger Rivera—they're hell of a team, huh? Uh, that match was that match was a great match. Um, that was it. Was definitely the match of the night with the runner-up uh, with the boys of Anchors Away. That was uh, David E. Jones, probably as of right now, his last match in the Los Angeles area uh, before he goes on seaward bound to wherever he's going. Certainly in the country. Hmm. I don't know. There's something about TJ. He needs to go back to being Kuma. <laughs> he lacks charisma without the mask. That's just me. What do you think, Alex? Well, TJ, 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 hey, from what from what I was told, I I hadn't I have not been to a PWG show uh, in several months. But from what I was told from somebody at the EWF show that I know, uh, he said uh, he said TJ is just an unbelievable heel uh, in PWG right now. I've I've heard that too. Him and him and Hook Bomberry. Hook Bomberry is a, you know, he's a diamond in the rough. He's a hell of a talent. And when I when I spent some time with him up here, I knew, you know, he had that type of an attitude and outlook on life where you knew he was going to do something because he's a good young kid. He shuts up and he listens. So, you know, if if you're sitting under Jesse, Jesse Hernandez's learning tree, you're obviously going to pick something up. And he's moved down, down not quite Southern California, but damn close to spend more time at the dojo with uh, – with Hernandez and, and you know and those two booked as a as a as a heel tag team as an undersized heel tag team that's awesome 
because Hook, Hook, if if anybody out there has not seen Hook Bomberry before, he's very small, but he looks shrunken as opposed to just being a small person. It's it's strange. Looks like he. You know he, what? Though, he yeah, if, if he, he used and if anybody, to, but he's he's really good though. Is that about a flaw there? You know, if he's anybody has, so. let's all keep talking. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but if anybody has not seen Hook Bomberry, definitely, uh, definitely go on YouTube, um, look him up, or even go to uh, one of the shows that he's working up in LA because he is—he's really, really a good guy uh, to watch. Really he is definitely. Shows, uh, he was on one of my shows uh, towards the end of last year. Um, oh, is that still on DVD or no? I yeah. don't think that one is. I, I definitely, I would like to bring it back though. Do you have those shows on tape at all, or are those tapes just lost in the ether? No, there's uh, they're archived in the Wrestle Warehouse, you know. But Jeffrey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> clean out your closet. <laughs> they're they're archived, but they'll uh, they'll they'll make, one day they'll make it to uh, onto DVD, and you'll be able to find it at WrestleWarehouse.com. SoCal Pro, the lost tapes. It's the last, the last episode. <laughs> the night Ray Mysterio Sr. worked SoCal Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yesterday, I started watching the XPW DVDs. The TV stuff, and my God. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Makes IHW look like WCW. It's bad <laughs> stuff. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm actually looking forward to the show uh, in May on the 24th. I, yeah, I think it'll definitely, it'll definitely be a fun show. The Grimes is out of the main event. Damn it! <laughs> Fucking Vic. And then what happened? Oh, no, they're not going to get Vamp. They're not getting Vamp. Vamp's I thought done. Vamp was uh, official. Is it really? Yeah, Chaos Vamp. Oh. Yeah. For... Is he official for the main event? No, it's not the main. It's one of the, the, okay, the main then. is Sabu and Jimmy against Raven and a mystery partner. Now that Vic Grimes is out, but it and then it's uh, Chaos against Vamp. Hmm. So, uh, who do you think's going to team with? Uh, uh, the guy who has no partner, Raven. Just incredible. Just incredible. That's a good call. If PJ's, PJ can get the T-shirt over his fat ass. <laughs> He's getting pudgy, man. He's packing on some weight. So I hear that Yama Pit fighting took your uh, your deal, and they they booked Mark Kerr against Oleg Tektarov in that uh, big Yama show. I don't even know when it is. It's in a it's a domed surface. <laughs> it's a fucking bowl. They're gonna be fighting in a swimming pool. <laughs> that oh, is real. That is literally a no buy show. Yep, no doubt. I'll download it. But back to back to the wrestling front because Jeff can't Jeff doesn't know anything about MMA. Um, Dead air. What's that? 
I couldn't hear you there. Uh, your phone was down at your neck, Alex. <laughs> I was trying to br- I was trying to bring it back to wrestling since I know you don't follow MMA at all. Bring it back. I'm eating my fried chicken. How'd that LOI show go on Saturday? On Sunday? Uh, that you know that that show was probably the most the, just the absolute smoothest lucha show I had ever been to. Um, the sh- the show was good. Um, it looked like everybody had a great time as always. Um, what happened to Young Thunderwolf? Young Thunderwolf, he uh, he went for a dive. I didn't see it, um, but from what I was told, he went to. I was in the back, so uh, he went from the he went for a dive, and uh, he was wrestling the Massive Brothers. <clears throat> and so I guess uh, I guess when they went backwards, uh, his head hit the hit the ground, and his head was busted open. And uh, he pretty much needed a lot of help getting back. And uh, about an hour before the show started, somebody came walking up to the building and donated a huge first aid kit, which, you know, two hours later I kind of chuckled at because it was the first time that that show we needed one. (laughs) But um, from what I hear, he's going to be okay. And, uh, you know, he left on his own will. So did uh, Mandel pick up another loss and losing to Anchor's Way on Sunday, or did uh, Mandel actually win one? No, Mandel got pinned by eight people. They all dogpiled him. He lost. <laughs> okay, what? I'm going to cut you off. Alex, I'm going to have what? to remove you, unless you okay. want to stay on for uh, David Heath. Okay, um, I'll stay on for you a little stay bit. stay on? Okay, I'll stay cool. on for a little bit. Awesome, awesome. All right, I would like to welcome to the show Mr. David Heath, also known as Gangrel. Or as I first saw him, the Blackheart. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> All right, the Blackheart, huh? <laughs> wow. Hey, that was good. That was the only reason why I would watch that UWF crap. Oh, the uh, the old Herb Abrams UWF. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. was bad, man. But <laughs> you guys were really, really good. Somebody told me they run uh, UWF marathons now and stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's pretty rough. Uh, but um. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. How you doing? Okay, okay. I was just running around back and forth, and I didn't. I almost got it. it was seven thirty. I said, "Dang, I got to call in here." So, what's going on, guys? Man, what's what's up? <laughs> Hanging loose, uh, waiting for Fog City on Saturday. Um, yeah, Fog City. I'll be in. Uh, I, w- I won't make this Fog City show, but I'll definitely be at the uh, the fifth, the Cinco de Mayo show. Good, good. We're gonna have a little little tag action with you and Black Pearl, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that that was pretty hot last last month um, when you guys when you guys took out Mr. Primetime. That was fun. <laughs> you know, that that was good stuff because yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not an MPT fan. You know, I was cheering for you guys. Uh, he, he's a he's a talented guy and everything, but he's not the prettiest guy to look at either. So, <laughs> but he looks, uh, like, he looks like a mix between Loki and Cold Scorpio. It's yeah, cool. so and, it's like a hybrid. Uh, yeah, something throw a Tupac in there too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's a—he uh, seems like he's an all right kid and everything. I'm—I'm um, I'm really excited about this Fog City Wrestling. I, I really hope it takes off. It seems like it has a great atmosphere and everybody running it from Dom and everything's just really, really, really good and really kind people. So really looking forward to working there on a full-time basis. Yeah. So so the show was tight from from where you were sitting up in the crow's nest. 
Yeah, I was up there. See, I was, I was having a bad day. My bags were lost. I didn't even have my gear. I wouldn't. Uh, everything was still in Canada somewhere. I didn't get my gear till about four in the morning. <laughs> oh, that sucked. Yeah, I, that's not. That wasn't my clothes that were out there. That was uh, <laughs> little Sam's hunger kid son. <laughs> this eleven-year-old kid's clothes fit me. Can you believe that? No, <laughs> well, he is Samoan. So yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> Actually, those pants kind of loose on me. <laughs> Oof. Well, well, uh, we'll start from the top. So how'd you, um, first off, how'd you break in the business, and were you a fan? Um, Yeah, I was a fan. I watched mostly uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, because, you know, I I grew up and was raised in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and, um, you know, once once a month we got, like, Madison Square Gardens Wrestling or, uh, you know, uh, World Class every once in a while, but at uh, 17, I just... uh, I broke my neck playing football when I was 13. They told me I couldn't do any more sports. So basically, uh, you know, I blew off school and everything else and started life really early. And then uh, by 16, I was just looking uh, for a better job. And then when I was 17, I was going through the paper one day, and it said, be a pro wrestler. And I, I thought, well, hell, I can get beat up for money. That sounds cool. <laughs> and I went down to uh, Boris Malenko's. I don't know if you know who Boris Malenko is. The, oh, yeah. Dean Malenko's dad, Professor Malenko there. And, um yeah, that's that too. Who trained me along with another guy named Rusty Brooks? Uh, he was just uh, his claim to fame was doing a job to Hulk Hogan on uh, USA one day. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yes. but but good guy, you know. And um, but yeah, I broke in with Boris Malenko. That was oh god, I don't even know how long ago that was. I don't even know when. He, <laughs> seemed like it was ages before that UWF stuff, and that was ages ago. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking around 21 years ago, I think. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So I see uh, that eventually, I see that eventually you made your way up to Stampede Wrestling as the Blackheart. So how did that come about? Uh, my partner was a guy named uh, Tom Nash. He went up there with, without a mask or anything on his own, and he was just, uh, I don't know, he, he was kind of guy that was just got himself in trouble up there. He went up there, and, he, and you know, I don't know, Stampede's really known for ribbers and stuff like that. And I guess he caught somehow with Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy and everybody. He didn't really want to go back to uh, Stampede by himself, so. Uh, we we came up with this tag team, and uh, it was kind of like Bruce Hart's uh, idea, too. Uh, it was, uh, put these black masks on, and, and we ended up coming up with the white mask and everything else. It was kind of a rib. Bruce Hart it started out as kind of a rib because he put the black spandex on us, and it was outside, and he started throwing a football. My partner said, can you see that? And the football kept busting him in the nose. It started as a rib, but... But from that rib, we took it and put together the, the Black Hearts. And then from Stampede, we came home, and we uh, we were booked in All Japan. And uh, I did a few tours for All Japan, and then me and my partner we were working for – we did Herb Abrams, UWF, and then we are also doing Joe Goodhart's uh, – what was it, TW uh, uh, Tri-State TWA Wrestling Line? Philly. Yeah, and that, that was really hot going on, and me and him had a falling out behind the Denny's one night, and uh, <laughs> tried to beat him to death, and then I wasn't a Blackheart from that point on, then the Blackhearts went on to, uh, he got another partner to fill in, and I think they went on to WCW, and was one of the worst tag teams in history from that point on. <laughs> <laughs> the feud of the Coral well, Twins made me sick every time I watched it. But <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking right here in 1989, uh, yeah. you as a version of the Blackhearts, you defeated in Stampede, Kensuke Sasaki, and Sumo Hara. And uh, we were right. talking about Kensuke earlier about how he's a really good worker. So how was it working with Kensuke in 1989 
uh, I was a young kid, and um, those guys were fresh in from Japan and everything, and they, we had those black hoods on, like you said, we couldn't see anything. It was a kick coming to your head 100 miles an hour faster. I don't know what they were. <laughs> I thought I was a punching bag for the damn Japan, all of Japan. <laughs> you know, but it was a good experience. They were, they were just uh, lightning fast, you know, back then. Uh, <clears throat> they worked snug, so I, I it, you know, I didn't w- realize how to work a little bit lighter until like 93 because I went from Stampede to all Japan. From all Japan, I, I spent a year down in Puerto Rico, and then uh, at the time I got, in 93, when I got to Memphis, I was killing Lawler and Jared. I couldn't figure out why Jeff Jarrett would have me hold them in a headlock for over an hour on the mat. <laughs> 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 it was because I was killing them. But then I kind of, that kind of all came together, and I said, wow, I'm killing these guys, you know. <laughs> I wonder if they look at fear when, when they, they found out they were working me that night. They just put their head down. <laughs> so but, how, how were your experiences different from working in Japan, where the crowd is a lot more quiet and uh, they show their respect differently than the Puerto Rican crowd, which until I think a couple of years ago, they just realized wrestling was fake. And uh, they were <laughs> yeah. really hot and really into it. <laughs> yeah, in Puerto Rico, uh, yeah, they're still, their kayfabe's still strong over there, too. They, uh, they, you know, you have the, the heels and the baby faces have separate locker rooms. I don't know about now to this day, but uh, a few years ago it was still like that. It, it, you know, where you didn't even, you didn't even see the, uh, the, uh, the the heel when when you were working them or the baby face you know and if you got caught eating in the same restaurant or something you get you get fined or fired <laughs> oh wow so they protected it pretty good down there and it's still probably a lot like that you know they're they're into the wrestling and that's good man it, it, you know I like I like those eras it was a fun time you know it was I liked it a lot better back in the day but as far as the crowds in Japan though that was it was a bit different but it was really cool because they treated you with a lot of respect so you you know you're just breaking in and you know, you're getting your rear end handed to you in the, in the states because you know, the, coming in in the, in the late '80s, mid late '80s, um, you know, they they still they still kind of beat you up when you when you were trying to get into the business. And if you kept if you came back and you kept coming back, kept coming back, then they let you hang out, you know, <laughs> to get your work. But you know, you go over to Japan, they just treat you with such respect. You you felt like a star from from the get go. You know, from the minute you got off the plane to they flew, you, flew us first class, you know, or business class back then. You know, it was amazing. That was my first first plane flight ever was to all Japan. So, <laughs> so, so I was stoked all the way around. So it was just an awesome experience. Do you have any good UWF stories from working for Herb Abrams? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't know if I have any good UWF stories besides. Uh, in other words, did you hang out with him in his penthouse? No, no, no. I didn't run around and take my clothes off and fall dead anywhere like that. Okay, cool. I was too busy dealing with Luna. We had our own stories. We were probably talking about our fighting up and down the coast, you know, Florida and whatnot. <laughs> Me arguing with Bam Bam Bigelow half the time, you know, <laughs> over stupid stuff. But, uh, no, I don't have any stories because I, I actually I lived in Florida, so we'd be we you know do the the show and mostly get right out you know. Hmm. So how much after the the Blackheart split did you end up making your way to the World Wrestling Federation? Um, well I've always I don't know if you realize it or not but I've always kind of worked there I've gotten tax forms from them from every year because I was doing jobs you know and I worked as David Heath and then also if you remember the Black Phantom job gimmick I don't know I used to wear that oh, yeah. same black Blackheart mask when I trimmed down a lot of weight and, and I was doing jobs with the Black Phantom so I stayed with them. I mean, off and on, whenever they were close to town, I just I couldn't believe they even let me wear a hood. You know, that that was kind of cool. And then, uh, so it was, uh, it was, uh, what was it? Um, okay, oh, I don't know what year they hired me on. Finally, there, uh, ninety eight, ninety eight. They put me on a contract, I believe. Okay, so um, in nineteen ninety eight, I'm looking at a couple matches you had, 
And uh, one match I want to bring up in particular, because our host KZ has a very fondness for him, is in September 6, two, uh, 1998, you were in Big Togo, a uh, member of Kai and Tai. So, uh, oh, yeah, are, yeah. Do you have some memories of that match? Uh, no, I don't know. There, I had a few matches with Dick Togo and all them. Uh, one of them, I, I knocked out that poor Taka fella, uh, Taka Michinoko. <laughs> I did something. I didn't realize he was so short. And, you know, I work, I work, uh, I work snug, and I, I kicked him in the back of the head, and I remember him just going down the ropes. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> okay. Knocked out. Dave, Dick Togo, Dave, I think I dropped him on his head a few times. I don't know. <laughs> Dave, now, since you fuck with my dick, I have heat with you. I will see you at the Fog City Show in, in May. Yeah, you show up, buddy. I'll be there at Cinco de Mayo already. <laughs> of course I'll be there. It's my home promotion, brother. <laughs> my home promotion. So, uh, Dick Togo, he's got to be like the ugliest guy in pro wrestling, too, I think. He, he was not, <laughs> not a handsome man. He, he should tag with the, that, that PYT fellow, whatever his name is there. <laughs> MPC. <laughs> so, since so, so you have been working for the, the Fed for a while, who was your first uh, contact in World Wrestling Federation? How did you make your break into there? Ah, first contact was J.J. Dillon, way back. Remember James J. Dillon? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's the first one that, that, that brung me in there. Um, it, it's really our – or Chiefs, Chief J. Strongbow would call me a lot to come up and do TVs and stuff like that. So that was back. I'm talking like 88, 89, you know, <laughs> yeah. 98. They always – I've known – I've been around all those guys forever. It's just You just never really see me a whole lot because I was just – the enhancement guy, the guy that they'd have the ring music, stood out there, put his hand up, and got slaughtered, you know, five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lamb being tied up and left out there back to the older guys back in the day. <laughs> the, the business has changed a lot now. So, <laughs> so um, uh, very early in uh, their WWF careers, you were both paired with uh, Edge and Christian and the Hardys. So what right. are some of your memories of both of those uh, tag teams? Um, it's just... Uh, Wow, I don't know. They, they, they were just all. I, I knew the Hardys for a while. I never met uh, Edge or Christian until until the Fed, and then um, I, I came. We I used to always argue with Christian. Um, <laughs> he always we called him Squeaky Wheel, and he get, he throws that in my face now. He goes, oh, he leaves a message. He says, this is Squeaky Wheel. But the reason we called him Squeaky Wheel is he'd always complain. Either me or Edge would go over in a match, and Christian would go, why can't I go over? You know, why am I always the one losing? Why am I always the one left out in the tag matches? Why? You know, he'd always go to the office and complain, and then and then um. Finally, you know, finally we just gave up and said, put him, you know, start putting him over, and we called him Squeaky Wheel, because he, he always, finally he's always got his way, but, you know, I have a lot of respect for him for standing up what he believed in. I think he's a talented worker. He could put a match together better than no other, you know. And uh, But they were just good guys, you know, and in the Hardys, I just loved working the Hardys, you know. Tagging with them was a shame. I just, I, I, well, I got to sit, I was actually managing them, so I sat out there and enjoyed their matches like a mark. You know, I had better seat than ringside, you know, I'm right at the apron. But, uh, no, I just enjoyed enjoyed working against them and, and with them. It, it was just an awesome time. That was, a, that was an awesome time, 98, 99. It was um, 2000. It was just, business was good, and it was, I was in a good program with good guys, and I was just blessed to be there, and it was just awesome. Well, I don't well, know if you've ever heard of this story. Hold on just a sec. Um, okay. You with uh, Edge and Christian were doing the Freebird type of, of three-man team. Right. And it kind of sucked that they they didn't have that third guy with the Hardys. Right, you know, right. For yeah. the six-man. Well, they had Michael Hayes themselves, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, wow, well, yeah. yeah. No, um, <clears throat> someone that can get in the ring and go 25 on a house show. Yeah, and, um, Hayes couldn't go 25 when he was working regularly. So, and, uh, and I don't mean a 25-minute promo. I mean actually that's in the Beer Wolf, man. 
And when he got nicknamed the Beer Wolf, he'd have a few beers and his hair would get wild and <laughs> like glaze. I got a lot of respect for him, though. I mean, he used to aggravate Christian, too. With uh, He'd say, you guys are the future. You're the Freebirds. Ed, you're uh, Michael Hayes. You're me, buddy. And David, you're Bam Bam. And uh, your, your buddy Roberts and Christian again would be, why am I buddy Roberts? <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> you're doing the jobs. <laughs> so he, he'd get hot again, and, and there came his name, Squeaky Wheels. <laughs> okay, Alex, go ahead. <laughs> okay, um... Oh, okay. I was, I was, I was wondering if you'd ever heard the story that Kurt Angle, uh, the inspiration for his entrance in TNA, was actually your entrance when you were a part of World Wrestling Federation. So I no, I didn't. I didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering what you thought of uh, his homage to you. Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that he, he said that. I, I heard people say he had an entrance similar to mine. I haven't. I haven't quite seen it yet. What did you come up through the stage and everything? Yeah, he right comes now. up through the stage. Oh, that's awesome. And he said he said it was because of me, or are you guys just saying that? Well, he was just saying he saw you do it. It looked really cool, so he saw Oh, uh, okay, yeah, cool. Now, Kurt, Kurt's a cool guy. I, I, I see him every once in a great while, and, you know, we've always got along and stuff like that. So that's cool, man. I'm glad somebody's doing it. It was really cool. Interesting. Too, too bad somebody ain't doing the fire with it and everything else because it was awesome. Well, that was the best. That was the best, man. That was the best. Yeah. With, with, the, with the fire and then the, the music back behind. It was awesome. Yeah, they told me the. You guys didn't get pushed as much as as much as you should have. Well, we weren't supposed to be pushed. We were we weren't supposed to get over. <laughs> it was never meant to be. Yeah. It was just a, you know, they just had you know underlying stories. We we're just they they basically told me I was there to uh, just bring Edge and Christian, uh, not even Christian at the time, uh, just Edge. To, to, he didn't have a place to fit in. They couldn't find a character for him and everything. And they thought, well, great, we'll bring this vampire in and. It can bring Edge in. He doesn't necessarily have to be a vampire. He can just be a cool guy with a vampire. So I was just there to transition, you know, Edge in, and then it just turned into a whole lot bigger. They never, never really was supposed to get pushed or get big. It just did. It was just one of those things that happened, you know. They would get on me all the time and say, uh, "Can you try not to smile when you're going down to the ring and laugh and stuff?" You know, and I'll try. But you know, I was just so damn happy to be there. That entrance was so cool. I'd come up trying to look menacing, and then by the time I got to the top of the fire, I would just start smiling <laughs> all the way down to the ramp, you know. And they were like, "You can't be a happy vampire." I said, "Well, maybe I'm just a little psychotic, you know, because <laughs> I couldn't stop it. I just couldn't, you know. And I, I still can't stop it, even when I hear that music and, and I'm going to ring. It doesn't matter, Fog City, it doesn't matter, Canada, or Japan, where I am. I still smile and I still get feel that same excitement i'm just i just i, I just love wrestling you know i mean soon wrestling's not going to love me anymore but but i'll hang in there for a little while longer <laughs> well oh, i almost true. forgot i almost forgot you did a couple of shots for ecw in 1995 what are some of your memories of working for ecw and paul Heyman? oh he paul he, he tried to you know we didn't always see eye to eye i think he fired me actually <laughs> we got um yeah well, I, my first time there was uh, they had me do a match with Hack Myers and, and immediately like I mean uh, right when I came out of the ring they said oh we want you to go again with Dreamer and then, I don't know if you saw that match with Dreamer it was kind of a bloody match there and it was mm-hmm. all over the arena and then um, Dreamer at the time claimed that I stiffed him and, and everything else and it was real rough and I was I was young and full of fire and I thought they were taking advantage of me so I, I gave it all to him out there and they just never liked me from that point on you know then there were stories where you know he didn't realize I knew the Steiners and he went to them and asked them to uh Stretch me, and he came to me and said, Dave, make this look good. Paul, Paul wants us to, to stretch you a little bit. <laughs> like, geez. You know? So I don't have too great of memories from there, but it, it was a fun time. But it was just, just 
just a part of my career, you know. Everybody has stages in their career, but it, it helped me. It helped me learn everything. I learned from every match, every time I go to the arena. When I get in a car to drive to the arena, I learn something about this job. You know, you learn every day, every time, anything you do with it. So it's just a learning experience. After that, what were uh, what are some of your thoughts on working with uh, TNA in 2004? I, you know, I didn't quite understand that. I, I was a bit heavy coming in there, uh, out of shape. I don't, I, you know, I think my, you're talking about like, I can't remember, was 2004 with like Sonny Sasaki or was that like the uh, Battle Royal gimmick or something? The Hard 10 tournament? The Hard 10, yeah. They came in, you know, it, it was just weird. They they come in, want me to do this, they were happy, and then I never heard from them again. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't call them or pursue them or anything like that. I, I don't know what, what your deal is, I, you know. It's just they're a strange, strange group down there, and I'm glad they're there. I'm giving people work where there's no territories for anybody to have work, but um, it's just I don't know. It's just one of those things. I just never really pursued it or, or followed it. Or are, anything. are you still living down there in Florida? No, actually, um, I'm 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 living in the East Bay area now. So, oh well, there you go. That area, I'm in Concord, representing. <laughs> <laughs> I. Jeff and I were Jeff and I were talking about you working this past weekend in Fresno, and yeah. And Jeff, so where does he live? I don't. I said I don't know. Probably somewhere between L.A. and San Francisco, just right. because you you make a lot of shots on the West Coast. I didn't, right. I had no idea you were up in Concord. Yeah, I'm up here now. I just oh. just uh, up here now a little over a week. When I came back from that last Ireland tour, I went ahead and um, I'm getting married to a girl who lives up here. So um, I still have my place in Florida. I mean, I'm out of Florida. I haven't seen my house there in like six months. You know, because I've been busy but uh i don't know how long we'll stay here but i'm I'm here for at least six months to a year now <laughs> gotta love i got one more question i got one more question Go back to WWF yeah. time um when you were paired with undertaker as the ministry of darkness how, how was it working with undertaker um dude that was that was uh, still one of those catch 22s they 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 uh it was weird they we weren't like i said they didn't we weren't really supposed to get over and then the brood got over the next thing you know they, they, they turned his heels, or and we were with the ministry all of a sudden. And then when we were in the ministry, we were all supposed to be heels. We'd go out on the stage at, at the end of a match or at the end of a segment that the ministry was involved in, and, and the people would start chanting, "Undertaker sucks." He had his heat as a heel, but then then the whole arena would over overtake you know, chance of the brood rules, brood rules. <laughs> so from that point on, we were out of the ministry. Not even a month later, <laughs> something two months later, we were weren't in the ministry, and then 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 uh, we were shortly broken up. You know, so I, I just don't know. It was a weird weird time. You, you, you just couldn't. Be getting over more than Taker. That wasn't healthy for your career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also saying toward the end of your WF tenure, you went down and worked some Ohio Valley and some Deep South wrestling. Uh, right. Do you have any thoughts on the the differences of how OVW was run and how the now Deep South Deep South wrestling was run? I don't know. They were to- two totally different ones. Uh, you went up to OVW and they were more a stickler on because uh, uh, you had Al Snow and uh, Lance Storm running the school, and they figured if you didn't get in shape. On your own there, then that, that was your fault. So they mostly concentrated on wrestling, and they had, and they had a good TV and everything. Uh, and Deep South, uh, I was I was going the, the OVW. They sent me there, you know, to come in and out. But Deep South, I was going up on my own, and they were they were into uh, you know squatting and, and doing the push-ups and everything to to get you physically in shape. So, but th- that's the only thing I really noticed is the difference. But I noticed all the guys would 
backstab each other in both groups. It didn't matter where it was. Somebody would tell on it, like build them on for something, or they'd write in about Al Snow doing something. It, it, these guys are, what they are, though, and I'll, and I'll go on the line and say that, is these guys are spoiled. They don't realize how good they got at getting getting paid to go to wrestling school, you know, and, and opportunities to get pushed like that. Back in the day, you you know, you had to struggle, sleep in your car, live on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on the, the differences there. Maybe I'm being political or something. I'm just keeping my mouth <laughs> shut. But. <laughs> well, you you mentioned one of my favorites, Al Snow. Any Al memories Snow. of working with Al? Oh, Al was just a goof. <laughs> night off. Yeah, it's a night off. I remember one time though we were in um, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, and and Christian. Got, got Al hot about something. And Al says, David, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I go, what, Al? Please don't do it. He goes, I'm going to show you what bad it is. He went out there. We were in a six-man. And he totally stole the heat from the show. Just took everything around, put the attention on him. We might as well have been sitting in the locker rooms. You know, he, had, he wanted to prove his point that, you know, it takes everybody to get each other over. And um, <laughs> he proved his point to Christian, you know. And, and I was like, yeah, you didn't have to do it all of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alex Brand. He's he's so brand he's almost I think he might be should be locked up in a mental ward maybe possibly. <laughs> yes. But um no, Al Snow's great. He's a tremendous talent and um I don't know what he I just saw him on a show uh somewhere up in Canada or something. I don't know what he's doing. He said he well, wasn't he just, there. he just got released, so Yeah, he said he wasn't um, with he's, him anymore. He's no longer talent, no longer a trainer, so he's completely free. He's uh, uh he just did a shoot interview with our video. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? (laughs) From what I hear, it was nuts. So that'll be released in the next couple weeks. Unlike Al. uh, What's that? Oh, no, no, sir. You you can continue. I'm saying, Al Snow, he's he's unlike the other wrestlers. He has all his memories, and he he wrote everything down that's happened in his career. So he's pretty quick-witted, and and he's on top of what's happened. You you can ask me stuff. I'd have to sit there and think, what year was that? How long ago was that? But, you know. I can't wait for his book. His book is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, ever since I know now, he's wrote down everything every day. He's wrote down what's happened during that day. So, and that's I don't know now. I don't know, fifteen, twenty how, years. So. <laughs> how quickly after you get released does Rob Feinstein uh, talk to you about doing a shoot interview? Because he's real quick about it. I don't know. Um, did I? I think I think I did one with him. Was it after I was released? I, I don't I remember think, when. You, I don't. I, know I think me and Luna might have did one somewhere. Yeah, you and Luna time. did one. Yeah, but I I can't remember what it's about. I think she was going off on everything, but <laughs> well, yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I don't know. He, you know, I've been back there twice and released. I've been so I've been probably released a total of three times from them. But I I probably did. I remember doing one way back in the day, but I don't remember how 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 soon it was or anything like that. He he, he keeps got to keep his own self out of trouble, Rob. <laughs> I see him every once in a while. He sets up all his tables and stuff. And stuff. They're in Philly area, you know. <laughs> let's 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 leave that be. Rob is a friend of the show. So. <laughs> at, le- at least we're on speaking terms now. I, I won't say friend. At least him and I are on speaking terms. Oh, that's good. Oh. That's good. I, he's he's a nice kid, you know. I mean, <laughs> he's been around. He knows how to make money. There you go. He's been doing this since '96 so. at a high level. So. <laughs> oh, rebel! Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> So um, I see you work for All Pro Wrestling up there in Northern California. How did you get hooked up with All Pro Wrestling, and what are your thoughts on that company? All Pro Wrestling? They're good. They treat me real good. Um, you're talking about the Garage Wars and all that stuff, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. APW, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're good. They brought me in to do some seminars and stuff like that. And then it, was, it was mostly through a guy named uh, Billy Blade. He would, um, he, he's the one that started getting me booked out here on, on the West Coast. He was like a giant fan turned wrestler or something, and uh, a little, a, the vampire era, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. So he, he, he'd get me a lot of work. But they, were, they, they treated me real cool. They were cool. I mean, everybody's really cool. Yeah. I haven't worked anywhere. I don't I'm trying to figure, is there anywhere I work that I dislike? There, there isn't anywhere, really. Hmm. I, I wish I had bad things to say somewhere, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> Everybody's been cool. Right, Jeff, Jeff let's, let's book a mortal fear. Billy Blade and Gangrel in San Diego. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I run a company down here in San Diego. and uh, Billy Oh, yeah? And uh, he came out in February. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we had some fun with him. <laughs> He's got a lot of ideas. Would, uh, Never shuts up. I'd, I would like to see. I would like to see the Ballards and Immortal Fear. You need to. Book oh it. God, that has happened once already. Ballards, little stiff twins. <laughs> I can't figure out which one's the stiffest one. One of them ripped my shirt, put a knot in the back of my head all at the same time. I think it was Shane. I don't know which one it was. It's the bigger one. I don't know. It might have been a smaller one. The one that didn't go to the gym. One goes to the gym. One doesn't. <laughs> When I wrestled the Ballard, both of them went to the gym at the same time. But uh, but I, I owe them both a boot and a grill whenever I see him. Check this little, All right, little so monkey. In June. <laughs> Book it. He has all these dream matches. He needs to save up his money and put together all these dream matches he wants everyone else to book. Yeah, uh, no, no. Yeah, I owe the Ballard a few potatoes. So. No, I just, I, just, I just put you guys over and... You know, I promote your shows. There's no way I'm running a show yet. <laughs> yeah, smart yeah. man. <laughs> well, if, Have you ever thought about I'm, running I'm your good. own shows? What's it, me? Oh, God, no. Yeah. I, no, no, I wrestle. That's it. I'm a wrestler. I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> teacher, trainer, nothing else. I just wrestle. <laughs> Promoter, definitely no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Way. Booker, no. Promoter, no. Neither, either. <laughs> So, um, How about an idea man? What's that? How about an idea man? Well, if I didn't you fry my brain back in the day living like a rock star, I probably could have been. <laughs> hey, man, that's the business, brother. <laughs> oh, you, it's it's banging and banging, man. It's not just an attitude. It's a lifestyle, 24 and 7. You know? That's right. <laughs> Hear that, Alex? So, so there was a big weekend in... Uh, there was a big weekend in October where you came down to uh, Newhall and you worked the Epic Pro Wrestling War Show, and then you went up for the Wrestling Fan Fest. And um, what are your thoughts on both of those shows? Newhall, Newhall. Where's Newhall? Epic. That that, 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 that Gary Yap guy? Yeah, the yeah. Gary Yap. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tells me he's going to use me. Then he doesn't use, uh, yeah, no, you know, actually, there was one play. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. <laughs> I just don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we, was it we, Teddy we Hart was there one night, and it was just out of control or something. I don't know what was going on there. He's, he's the same guy that like cut his head open and about bled to death somewhere. Yeah, he did. Actually, that was for APW. He went up there and gig yeah. and about killed himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he owes a lot of people money, from what I hear. Everywhere I go, somebody's trying to collect money back from him. <laughs> so there's, we'll never well. see you for working for Gary Yap again? Uh, no, well, you know, he paid me cash, but, but I mean, as long as it's cash, and he, and he, but he just, you know, I lined something up, and then 
didn't he didn't have money or something and whatever it was last minute and then I was stuck out here so I ended up with a weekend off and wasn't real happy about it but it was one of those maybe misunderstanding both ways I don't know but well, maybe maybe you can come down to an epic show and hang out. <laughs> well, hey, the, the drinks were cheap. It was in the Legion, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, cool. But, no, hey, get me down to San Diego. I love the weather down there. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how was it? Uh, how, what are your thoughts on the Russell Fan Fest weekend? Well, I don't know what the heck happened that weekend. It, it, it was crazy up there. I mean, I worked uh, I worked with the Samoans and Orlando Jordan and them the, that night. And, and um, I was happy with whatever I did in my match. I was actually injured, but I don't know. I, my, I got paid. I heard a lot of people didn't get paid at all. So Then I heard there was a fight in a bar, and then, God, I just heard people were mutinying. I don't know. I, I heard all kinds of stories. I was in and out. I was in on that Friday and out, out that morning to uh, down to do the Epic show. So uh, you teamed with uh, Rikishi and Black Pearl. What are your thoughts on Black Pearl? <laughs> Black Pearl's my boy, man. <laughs> that's my boy. You're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Black Pearl. That's that's just that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Pearl's an awesome individual. I've had yeah, yeah. Anybody messes with Pearl, they mess with me, man. Got nothing <laughs> but love for him. Nothing but love for Pearl. I've known Pearl since he started on this job. <laughs> So when did you first meet Reno? Oh God, I don't know. It was back when I was in the Fed. So I don't know, ninety nine. Oh. Oh, ninety nine, okay. and then, then he came out. He started doing a little bit of stuff on this coast here, and then he came out to his uncle's to train off of, and then I was over there at school there with him there in uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Allentown area, Whitehall. That was cool. No, got nothing but love for Pearl. <laughs> I don't think he wasn't feeling too good. He was real sick at that last Fog City show. I mean, he was really yeah, he, he wasn't doing good. No, he was sick in Canada. I thought he was going to die in, in the show in Canada. I looked, watched him in the ring. I thought he was going to die. I don't know how he got through the Fog City show. So, but he did. Yeah, I was, but he'll be back. He's got things. The, What's that? You guys, you guys were up in the crow's nest, and I was down down the steps there on the on – the, uh, there's a balcony. That, yeah, that yeah. Is up top there, and, and I'm looking up, and I'm seeing Reno. I'm like, dude, you look like shit. He's all, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was really sick. I think he might even, I don't know, he had some strange rash. He was coughing and dying. I don't know. I was worried about him, but he's doing good now. I think he's doing a lot of stuff between, you know, here, uh, um, Spain and stuff like that, and Canada, in Fog City, trying to get stuff going. So, Reno, no, Reno, he's, 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 he's coming to job in a weird way. You know, he's doing all kinds of business parts of it, too. So, it, it, But he's handling it, man. He's, he's doing good. Uh, <laughs> Have you worked any of those Italy shows with him out there? Work any of the what? Uh, have you worked any of the Italy shows? The uh, uh, no, they they about two years ago I did 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 one or two shows for them or something while I was over in England. But um, they originally called me to come in um, back, but I resigned with the Fed, so I ended up signing with the Fed. So they ended up bringing in um, what uh, that wannabe vampire guy. What the hell's his name? Um, can't work. Can't work. Vampiro, yeah. Well, Vampiro, yeah, Vampire. Yeah, Vampiro. That guy, Billy, whatever his name is. <laughs> so they brought him in, and then he was in there, and then they had some kind of falling out or something, and they found out I wasn't under contract. They brought me in for a show, and then I don't know what happened then, and then I think Rikishi and him all had a falling out shortly after that, so I never went back. But um, I'll be back over there in April, uh, this month. I'll be back over there, so. So what are your think- thoughts of working in Europe? Because you said you've, met, you've worked in Ireland, and uh, what are your thoughts on... Uh, European promotions. Um, 
Europe's hot right now. Ireland's strong like crazy. I mean, uh, I just did. I, I I usually spend three months out of the year in uh, England, and I'll bounce between England and Ireland and Germany. And uh, I mean, you work six, seven days a week over there. I mean, I do. When I'm there, um, it's just full time, like a regular job. Territory work every day, and then, you know, this last this last Ireland trip I was on was just like a five day tour, and um, but they sold out every night, you know, and, and um, it's just easy, you know. You, you work an old school '80s match, and they're happy, they're popping, you know. <laughs> it's fun, it's, just, it's easy. It's like a vacation, getting paid, you know. It's all good. <laughs> You guys still there? I don't know if I can hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm, this is the Alex Saint show. So I guess Alex <laughs> is gone. So, uh, <clears throat> so now that you're living up here in Northern California, are you going to work for any other companies up here other than Fog City? Um, well, I was working. It seemed like I was working for a lot of the companies around here. Now it seems like it's just uh, Fog City and uh, NAW. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, no. Northern yeah. American wrestling, Fresno. I think it's called. Yeah, out of yeah. Fresno, yeah. So I'm just working for them. I'm on. I'm usually on all their shows because they're Sundays, and that's an awesome day to have shows on. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do agree. Doesn't interfere with the Friday Saturdays, you know. So, uh, but no, it's probably just be Fog City and them. Cool. And well, I got one for Billy Blade down in Santa Maria. I don't know what that is. Is that Pro Wrestling Evolution or Revolution now? It might be a spinoff of APW. I'm not sure. Wrestling Revolution—that's uh, Gabe Ramirez's group. Yeah, I think I think I have one for them maybe on the 31st of May. I'm not sure. Yes, that's Santa Maria. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I know of, but, but it's mostly gonna be Fog City. Hopefully, it's right here in the backyard, and that's good. That's cool. So, uh, what, what do you think of the venue that they run, the 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 self space? I like the atmosphere. It's like an old ECW. It feels like an ECW, the old arena. Exactly. Thing, you know. It's a good atmosphere. I think it could do really good if they get everything in line. You know, I know everything's a learning process, and uh, Dom's trying to learn. They're trying to get everything going right. But uh, they, if, you know, if they just settle back, you know, tighten up the reins there, change a few things, cut down some matches, you know, shorten it up and get things going. They really, you know, so the crowd doesn't burn out. You know, and I think I noticed people kind of leaving towards the end of the night. It was getting kind of long. You know, but it was—it's really hot, you know. And they get—they harness that that power there and everything. They could have a tremendous thing going on for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they the energy is really good there. I really like the ener- energy there. Uh, they they, really, they could—they couldn't get any more people in the last time. Right, that was awesome. You know, I'm really looking forward I mean, to having a match there. All I did was a run in, and, and uh, I'm really just looking forward to having a match. So I can, uh, you know, that, that kind of atmosphere just brings the old. The old vampire out, the old how it used to be, and I really just get there and get to see the work, you know. <laughs> well, so I'm looking now. Uh, the month month after this one, we'll see you in the tag match, hopefully. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that. It's just the only reason I'm not there this time. It was just a confusion on um when I came in and, and did the run and everything. I didn't realize when the next show was, and I was already booked in uh, all the way across in damn North Carolina. So I gotta fly all day just to, to get out there and do a shot, turn around and come back. So I would have much rather been on this coast, but I didn't want to get a bad reputation to cancel and stuff and, and stuff like that. So hey, like, you're, you're, make... you're, lucky to, you're lucky to get booked. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm I mean, lucky you're to... working regularly. You know, that, yeah, I stay busy every weekend, every, you know. I'm usually booked two months ahead, you know. Both months are full. I'm already booked. Uh, half of June's full and uh, July's getting there and August is and half October's booked, and uh, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm good. <laughs> there you go. 
There you go. It, see, it just goes to show you, kids, if you go out there and you work hard and you have a good attitude and, and you don't fuck people over, you, know, oh, yeah. you will get booked. You and know. be loyal too, you know. Don't don't burn bridges and and um, just just gotta have a good work ethic and just don't don't if you gotta do a job, don't complain. Just just do what you're told. <laughs> just have a good work. time, you know. It's <laughs> work. <laughs> it's fun to make fun out of it. Don't be miserable. They, I, I see guys that have been wrestling one year and they they think you you would think they wrestled a hundred years the way they're complaining about everything. I'm like, dude. <laughs> but I guess when you've seen pretty much everything, you just, you just sit back and laugh, you know. You go, wow, you know. <laughs> You're just glad to be working, just happy to be here, living a dream, as Al Snow says, living a dream. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, so that's may, cool, man. May, may I ask, may I ask how old you are? I'm 39. Really? And you're you're still? How's the body holding up? My body is really good right now. I'm just I've been working with a, a torn uh, left pec. <laughs> partial buy lately i've been working for the last four months with it because i haven't i don't have insurance of course to go get it fixed so that's the only thing that's nagging me right now everything else is good man i feel good i mean i feel better when i work like when i'm just coming off the beginning of the month like i spent a month straight in england and um and i was there for 32 days or something i probably worked 29 or 30 shots you know i had two days off or a day and a half one of them was a travel day so i feel better when i'm always always working it's when i'm when i have time off when I have like eight days off or ten days off, like that. that my body starts. I feel it. It starts to hurt. It's just my body feels better when I'm working. <laughs> yeah, your your calluses up and. and well, it's just 21 years of it. You're just used to it. Your body's used to being abused every night. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. So when you when you're not working, it's probably trying to heal itself, and it starts to hurt. You just back to where it needs to be. <laughs> so um. How long do you think you're going to keep uh, the full schedule that you have? Um. Well, as long as I can. It's the only thing way I'm paying the bills. I don't know. I'm know any other way to pay them. <laughs> cool. Cool. I mean, honestly, I'm not, I don't. I'm not so. trying to push you out the door. I, I'm, I'm, ah, well, you know, it will. One day. Uh, one day, if somebody comes up to me and they start telling me, "Look, you're looking horrible," and it's just, you know, I will. I'll get out. <laughs> I don't want to sit there till. Well, I, won't, I don't have the state power of a Ric Flair or anything else, but I don't want to do that to myself or the fans, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to see uh, WrestleMania? No, I did not. I sure did. Did you see the Raw? What's that? Did you see the Raw after? No, no, no. No, you need to go out of your way to, to see those two. Oh, um, yeah? Do you, some good do, you follow, do you follow the product on TV at all? I have not followed it in about a year. I haven't followed it in about a year. I've always been on the road all over. Like I said, I haven't even been home in six months. and I'm just now settled in here for the week, you know. Over in England, you don't quite get the Raws and stuff and like that when you're working and all that. So you just find a, kind of fall out of the groove and you end up just taking care of yourself, trying to stay busy, you know. Over there, it's like that doesn't even exist sometimes. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to wrap it up with you, Dave. I really yeah. appreciate you coming on, brother. It was It was our pleasure. It was definitely fun. All right, cool, cool beans, guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the fifth out there. So, awesome, awesome. Um, do you have a website that you'd like to plug? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a website. The only thing I think is a MySpace, but it's not even nothing. So, uh, I'll let you guys know when I get one or something like that. I'll get hold of you. I'll see you on on the fifth. I'm gonna get all that stuff going now. Now that I'm in one place here. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Awesome. All right, brother. Cool. Well, it's uh, cool, dude. I'm not much on interviews, so I'm sorry. I'm boring. I'm just, I'm not an interview no, kind no, of no. guy. And if you notice in my career, I never did interviews, so you know. <laughs> never needed to. You never needed yeah. to. You just needed to smile, and that was enough for me. 
Well, thanks, guys, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and I hope everything goes good for you guys, Fox City, and everybody out there that's trying to get something done, man. And I appreciate all the work, and thank you guys for getting me out there. All right? Hey, thank you. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you. Bye. Later. All right. Well, Mr. Dino, that was quite an interesting interview. What do you think? Uh, Very, very interesting. He's he's a really cool guy, and... uh, very open about, you know, whatever you got to ask him. Yeah, he was just going, you know. Usually, or I'm not going to say usually, but sometimes we have to poke and prod our guests to, you know, get into <laughs> things and whatnot. But but Dave just, just he just went. But I, I knew that about him. I, I knew it was going to be that type of an interview. I knew it was going to be all over the place because that's just the way he is. You know, that's his personality. And, and, um, and, uh, I'd like to personally thank him for the interview. It was my pleasure. Uh, we'll be having Reno Scum, Adam Thornstill, calling in in a few minutes. Uh, I guess we've lost Alex. I guess he had to go back to work. Well, Alex just left. He just bailed. He didn't even say bye. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, he had to go to work. So, so like I said, we're going to have a Northern California independent star, Adam Thornstill, on the show. Um, Adam has worked, you know, pretty much every company in Northern California, uh, in the Sacramento, in Reno. He's been all over the place. Um, and my, has he changed? When when I first saw Adam, he was he was a clean cut baby face, and now he's he's a a punk. Uh, a, uh, so the guess, so the listeners will understand. He's more of a punk rock type of type of a heel. Um, but he's more of a working heel as opposed to, you know, a, a guy that cheats a lot. He's he's a really good worker, um, well, and he's not he's not too big. I think that that's the one problem why he was never signed. He's a little undersized, but uh, yeah, he is really good, really good. So while we're uh, we're waiting for uh, Adam to call in, <clears throat> let's uh, let's talk more about that that LLII show from last weekend. What was the main event, Jeff? Oh, man. I couldn't even tell you right now. I was in the back for that match. (laughs) It was uh, the hardcore kid, Aaron Aguilera. Wow. And uh, as to everyone's surprise, he he showed up, Um, which uh, he has no-showed or canceled every other San Diego date that he has had uh, in the last year. I don't feel bad. He's canceled on me, too. So, <laughs> Have you tried to get him before? Uh-huh. Okay. But um, it was uh, Cicadelico Jr. and Scam 13 from uh, Tijuana against Aguilera and X-Storm. And uh, wow. it was a fun match. Um the crowd was behind this match more than any other match the whole night. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, cause I was, I was in and out, so I got to see bits and pieces of it, but, uh, the crowd was definitely, definitely behind this match. Um, it was, it was interesting booking. Uh, Aguilera was out of place in that match, but, uh, yeah, I think they kind of worked around him. Well, Hey, he showed up. <laughs> he showed up. Did he do the job? Uh, I believe it was a... a schmoz, maybe double DQ or something. 
Yeah, because they were um, they were uh, they were yelling about for the next show, but I don't think uh, I don't think Aguilera will be back for the next show. No, just don't book him. You know, out there promoters, if you're running shows, just don't book Aaron Aguilera. Because if you don't book him, then he will be calling, and he'll be forced to show up. Let him get hungry, and then he'll start showing up. You know, even but, if he calls you, he still doesn't show up. Well, there you go. Just don't book him. I, I just, uh, you know what? I mean, honestly, I've never had a conversation with him. Um, but from from what I hear from people who do, you know, he doesn't like to show up. Uh, he he no showed me one time. Uh, last year, um, because of that I I won't call him again or email him, but uh, you know, just take your chances. So, uh, what do you have coming up for your next show? Uh, the next show is going to be a one-year anniversary show. It's going to be uh, we're crowning our first champion, and it's going to be uh, the returning Alcatraz. We haven't seen him in. Uh, in uh, six or seven months now, and he'll be taking on Jason Redondo for the title. It should be fun. Redondo and, uh, is good. I, I, I have to say Redondo is very, very good. Um, he's a really good heel. I, I enjoy his work. But um, enough enough of San Diego. Let's talk uh, Northern California. Joining me on the line now is the, I don't know if you want to call him the leader, that may be Shane Dynasty or not, but Reno Scum, Adam Thornstowe. Welcome hey, to the show, Adam. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm fine and dandy. How's the How's the weather up there in Reno, brother? Uh, it's uh, raining right now. Wow, it could be Pretty worse. Cold. It could be snowing, right? Uh, it's probably snowing over the past, which is gonna suck for the weekend if it keeps doing that. Yeah. Well, speaking of the weekend, you're gonna be coming yeah. down to San Francisco on Saturday. Yeah, we got no. that uh, big Fog City show coming up. Now, Rikishi will not be in the building, so uh, there will not be an ass in anybody's face. But uh, yeah, well, who are you? Who are you uh, wrestling with that night? I don't have. I don't even know me. what's going on that night to tell you the truth. So. <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 that's what I said. They they don't post the cards for the for the Fox City show. No, it's not yeah, even worth it. No, <laughs> it's I like a loser nice show. He's <laughs> like a lucha show. You're horrible. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Well, Adam, how did you uh, how did you break into this funny business? Um, I got trained by uh, Mustafa Saeed. He found us uh, from this guy named Brian Brigger. Uh, Brian used to do jobs for WWE back in like the early '90s. He was the uh, dude who got his feet lit on fire by Papa Shango or whatever. And um, he just opened up a wrestling school in Reno because I had just graduated high school. And um, me and, like, Luster were getting – we were looking at actually going down to uh, Hayward to go to APW. But, I don't know, luck had it. So we got trained in Reno. And uh, we got hooked up with uh, PCW over in Yuba City with uh, MPT for a while there, too. And uh, him and Schizo trained me, too. So – I don't know, just started doing the whole indie scene, you know. Cool. Well, you mentioned MPT. What, what do you think of him as a talent in the ring? Uh, MPT's probably one of the 
like in the area, he's one of the most underused guys, I think. Um, guy's amazing in the ring. Always like when I get to wrestle him. Um, I really can't say enough good things about him. Um, you know, he's been fortunate enough to be able to go over to Japan and Puerto Rico or Portugal or wherever he went last year. And uh, I don't know. I wish uh, I wish he'd wrestle a lot more places. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that use him, but he's cool doing his thing, I guess, with APW and PCW. So that's cool. Yeah, he's he's a really good guy too. Um, yeah, I enjoy watching he's him. He's treated me well. Really, really well, really well rounded. And well, you you mentioned um, well in Alexander's school, all pro wrestling. Um, right. Have you ever worked for APW? Yeah, I actually uh, won the internet and uh, heavyweight title for them. Um, I don't know, I guess I'm like one of the only guys in history they were saying or something to do it. We did like a scum invasion over there, uh, I think last year. That was pretty fun. Uh, a lot of their Jim Wars fans were like sending me death threats on MySpace and stuff. So that was kind of wow. funny. You're, you're over. <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't really want to get in a car accident, but, you know, what they were saying. Man, man. I'm, uh, now I'm, I'm, from, I'm down from uh, San Diego, and uh, right. I'm, I'm not all too familiar um, with your work up there. Uh, but Casey's been bragging. He says, you, uh, he says you've pretty much been working every company up there. Is there, uh, is there any company that you haven't worked yet that you'd like to work? I don't think there's a um, – there's a couple new ones like uh, Gabriel. I know there's the new uh, Revolution Company. Revolution or uh, Lucha Revolution. Lucha Revolution. Yeah. Um, I don't work them, but I think they've only run a handful of shows, and uh, MPT's always said good shit about them. So, can I cuss on the radio? Sure, please. Oh, do. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, how are yeah, those Fox City shows going? Fox City's awesome. Um, for the first two shows they did, they uh, sold out. It was a packed house. Um, those fans are kind of violent, too. Uh, like the last show when uh, Lester was wrestling Rikishi, Rikishi like, bumped me out of the ring, and I got socked in the face by a fan, and it turned out to be his cousin, and it was a chick, and like big Samoan chick, and it really sucked. Like, the security there sucks. That's the only complaint I have, but... Work-wise and stuff, I really enjoy going down to Fog City. Uh, they got a good thing going right now, so hopefully they can keep that up this weekend. You know, I just like to know what we were doing at some point. <laughs> well, this this weekend is going to be the telltale sign for Fog City because they don't have Quiche booked, so yeah, it's going to be the telltale sign. I, I'm interested um, to see what they'll do without like the star power of you know a name and stuff bringing it in, but. Um, the two guys who run it are promoting machines, man. You know, they're getting their name in the paper. They're on the news. They, you know, like if more companies did stuff like that, I think the entire Northern California scene would be a lot better. Because, you know, I, sometimes it sucks. Just, you know, you get the regular 50 indie crowd or the 100 indie crowd. And, you know, it's just more fun when you get to work in front of three, 400, you know, fans that are pretty crazy and stuff. I mean, that was 350 strong, brother. Yeah, it was. I mean, it seriously was. And then a couple moments. Huh? Yeah, there's moments out there where, like, you know, Shane Dynasty was really bagging on the Bay Area, and I got on a stick and called them a bunch of homosexuals, and, like, I thought people were going to riot, man, you know. I was like, 
but it, it's cool. I mean, that's what it's about, and hopefully those people come back, and you know, you know. I I personally had to to uh, send away ten people at the door. I was I was in the it was the Sumi Sakai match, and I was out getting some air, and I was having a smoke and whatnot, and um, I had to turn people away. Which yeah, you know, I mean, indie promoters don't like to turn people away, but they were they were past fire code as it was. Right. So, I mean, it's it's obvious that they're doing something right. Yeah, and it amazed me because like I've worked shows in San Francisco where like in the heart of San Francisco like that you usually draw shit, you know. And uh, it's pretty amazing the first show when it was sold out, and then it's amazing again the second show being sold out. So, like you said, uh, Saturday will be the sign, you know. Like I don't even know who's on the show to say the truth, but uh, the main the event is um, uh, is MPT and Black Pearl, no DQ. All right, uh, so that's gonna be fun. Good ones too. The last two. Um, yeah, that's that guy's another good guy to watch fun. too. That Black Pearl guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever trained with him? Who Black Pearl? Mm-hmm. No. No. Well, no. well if you if you get a chance to. Um, one of my co-hosts, Alex Saint, he he's just breaking in in San Diego. He has four or five matches under his belt, and he's done some right. training with Reno. and And he said that <clears throat> that Reno would would teach him how to not work as a big man, but to work against a big man. If you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he said that the the training that he got from Reno was invaluable. So if, if you ever get a chance to do a seminar or whatnot with with Reno, I would definitely do it. Um, yeah, we've been uh, I've, I've, I've been trying to get down to SoCal forever. He what? He does. Oh, you're trying to get to SoCal. You know, like uh, Shane and Paul and Lester and me would like to go down, like sometime this summer or whatever. You know. And, uh, How did you uh, hear about SoCal Pro? SoCal Pro. I don't. Oh, did like, you I don't know. SoCal no, Pro yeah. or SoCal? He's talking about the region, Jeff, not your company. Oh, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I. Oh, he shit, you got a company, like, oh, huh? company. <laughs> I should, I should have really given him a different name. <laughs> yeah, you should. Sure, we'll come work for SoCal Pro. <laughs> have you guys? Have you been down to Southern California before? Um. Yeah. Like, not for a long time. I worked a. Uh, Rev X show way back in the day. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, and then I think it was like 2005 or six. Three. Me and Mike Rain worked uh, Chaos and Mongrel for Hybrid or High Risk or I don't know what it was. Probably High Risk, the Young Bucks. I, uh, yeah, I think it was their deal. I don't know whose deal it was really. I rode in the back of a van on the way down. It just happened to be there on those deals and it was fun though. Yeah. SoCal's different, you know, like crowd wise from NorCal. So now that there's uh, you know, a couple new companies up there in Northern California with uh Fog City and, and uh Gabe Ramirez company, is there any particular guys that you'd like to work with that you haven't worked with that you think you might be able to have a chance with? Um, I really and I think it's gonna happen April nineteenth for PCW MPT said, but I wanna work that uh Brandon Bonham kid. He's, He's uh, good. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys should should do well. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched him at Fog City, and I think he was on. He was on another show I was on. I think he was on one of the APW shows we were at too, and uh, I think he was doing a different gimmick though. 
And uh, but yeah, the kids real fluid in the ring and stuff. And I don't know. I think we'd uh, gel pretty well together. Yeah, Brandon's Brandon's blowing up all over California. He he yeah. worked for Jeff. He worked for Jeff in San Diego a couple shows ago. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, that kid's got talent. He's got a really good attitude, good head on his shoulders too. He's he's gonna you know he's gonna be something. You know, yeah. as long as he you know keeps his nose clean and doesn't piss off Roland Alexander. But <laughs> no, he can piss off Roland. It's okay. <laughs> well, we brought him up. What are your that? feelings on Roland? I, I've always had good experiences with Roland. Like I know what people say and stuff. I had bad experiences with other people in the office there. Um, when the scum came in, Roland treated us good. And, uh, there were, I guess, there was heat with the boys or something because we didn't show up at noon for their camp and stuff. But fucking five-hour drive and. I really didn't feel like waking up at 6 in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people have to put that in perspective. If you want to wake up at 6 in the morning and drive around your block for five hours and then go to training, like, sure, I'll come do that with you. You know what I mean? But and it's not like I'm against training either. It's just, you know, i got to work a regular job too, and so does everyone else who's in the scum or whatever. When they book us as a deal or a package, you know, it's, Sometimes, you know, all four guys can't get the exact same time off to leave, so. And you try and carpool, because gas is outrageous as it is, and, I mean, you know how indie wrestling goes with payoffs, and gym wars are free shows, but. Um, Roland was always up front with us, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have anything bad to say about him. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't like the way some things were booked, like. I didn't like, uh. It was like me versus MPT versus Oliver John and like a three-way match for their big show and we went on at like midnight, you know, and I was like, dude, there's no fucking energy in the building anymore. And we had wrestled the same three-way earlier in the card, you know, for the belts and all that crap. Booking-wise, I think they could have done a little bit better, but I had a lot of fun. Well, you you can say that about any company. You know, there yeah, yeah. there isn't a perfect company other than Chikara, but I'm I'm kind of partial. So, um, do you follow Lucha at all? No, I don't. I mean, I watch it on Sundays every now and then when I'm home on TV, but I don't like I don't follow it. I don't I don't even really think I've worked any real Lucha shows. I worked uh, I guess a couple of Bay Area shows back in the day for uh, Jesus Cruz and his promotion. No, fan of Lucha, but you know, I don't really follow it, or I don't know the names or anything. Well, uh, yeah. I was segueing into El Flaco Loco. Do you have any okay. stories? Do you have any stories about him? I don't know if I have any stories I could say if you know if people are going to listen to this. Um, no, um, Flaco's probably the most genuine, nicest guy I've ever met. From you know. Not in just, like, California, but, like, wrestling, period. Um, he was, like, one of the first guys I ever met. And always dug that he showed up to the show when I was working in Yuba City for, uh, or he showed up in his lucha mask. And he's always a nice guy. Um, stayed at his house many times, you know. Um, he's really, he's one of my best friends, that, you know. I know, um. I don't know if I have any crazy Flacco stories, though. I, uh, I, I don't know, like, 
understand. Yeah, I, I remember when he retired. You know, it wasn't crazy, but, I mean, like, wrestler emotional-wise, it was crazy. It was, uh, I think, the first time I ever really got choked up in the wrestling business, you know? Because uh, he's just one of those guys that I think, you know, he retired and pretty sure he really meant it, you know what I mean? Not one of these guys who's going to retire and come back three months later. It's been like a year. So you, you, uh, you broke in with Supreme Pro Wrestling. Uh, well, actually, geez. I broke in with MPT's company. MPT's right, MPT. Back in 2001, and then... That's right. And then you went to yeah, Sacramento. At that time, PCW wanted, like, all their workers to only work PCW, and... Like, they were only running once a month or once every two months, and I was just ready to wrestle, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I was 18, I didn't want to be held down or whatever, so, yeah, I went over to uh, Big Ugly with uh, Supreme Pro. Yeah. And, uh, they've, they've been doing something right. It's been eight years. They, uh, yeah, I, so. I, I love SPW, you know, that's my home. Uh, they got their big eight-year anniversary show coming up on the 25th, and I'm supposed to defend the belt. Um, it'll be my two-year anniversary as champion, and I don't know who I'm supposed to wrestle. I guess I should start calling people because I don't know who I'm going to wrestle anywhere. But uh, um, then they got, you know, they just got a lot planned for the uh, eight years, so that should be good. Um, Ugly and uh, his crew run a tight ship over there, and. You know, there's politics everywhere, but it's one of those companies I go to where it's like, it's family, you know, if you're pissed at someone, it's like being pissed at your brother, or, you know. You mentioned J.D. Bishop. Yeah. What, what do you think of J.D. in the ring and outside of the ring? Um, outside of the ring, because uh, I know him on a personal level, he's a stand-up guy, he's got a two great kids that we actually did a match with and uh you know, he, he's just he's a good dad, he's a good husband. Um and inside the ring I think uh you know, he's like two hundred and forty pounds or something and he chain wrestles like, you know, he's a hundred and fifty pound kid and uh I, I sometimes I don't think he gets enough credit, you know, a lot of people on the message boards talk a lot of shit about ugly and everything, but I mean for eight years, he's been shoving it down people's throats, and he, you know, ugly has a bad reputation. Sometimes it seems like on the internet, but then you show up to shows, and everybody's kissing his ass to come work for his company. So he's obviously doing something right. And um, when Portland Wrestling was running, he actually was the guy uh, lobbying for me to get my job back because I quit Portland the first time. And uh, I don't know, he's always been there for me. Like when other companies wouldn't do shit, he gave me the ball to run with it and just trusted me. So I don't know. Get the thumbs up. It's it's, it's amazing that a man with the talent that JD has that that he's never, you know, signed on with anybody, any of the bigger companies. Um, yeah, do you, and I don't think it's a personal thing. Maybe. No, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't. Maybe he wants I don't, to be near his family or. Yeah, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I think he's pretty content doing what he's doing. I mean, he goes up to Oregon and Washington weekends, too, and, you know, he runs uh, SPW, and, like I, like I said, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, I mean, you know, everyone always wants the bigger picture, but I think he's one of those guys who's okay if, you know, 
you never get to the bigger picture or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't think that he has any animosity towards the business at all, though. Like a lot of people, you know, with, like you said, with his talent, like, uh, I could see there being a lot of bitter people, you know, like, how come I'm not picked up and blah, 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 but I've never heard that from him, so. Yeah, I've never gotten that vibe from him either. Um, well, uh, what do you think of his tag team partner, Vinny Massaro? Um, I hate I that saw Vinny when dude. <laughs> you you don't like him? <laughs> no, I love Vinny. <laughs> oh, okay. Just yeah, I, to say I, that I, was, I knew he was going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I was there in 97 when he first broke in as a referee, and then uh-huh. he came out as uh, Vic Grimes' brother, and, and I just knew that the kid was going to be something. Um, yeah. He's got yeah. all the talent in the world as well. He, yeah, I mean, Vinny's one of those guys who's, you know, like, he's, you know, been to the East Coast. He's done, uh, he did King of the Indies and all that back, uh, I think, when I was breaking in. And he's one of those guys, too, that I think uh, he deserves a lot more than what he's getting out of wrestling sometimes. I know he's happy running, or helping run or train or whatever he's doing down at CCW. And the guy, he just rolled around in the ring with Vinny, like, before shows for training-wise and the guy's just such a genius, you know. He he knows how to, if you're working in front of, like, Hickville Town, he knows how to work that. And if you're running in front of a bunch of smart marks, he knows how to do that. And he's, a, he's a hell of a talent, too. Do well, you yeah. um do you feel any heat from any, any promoters um, if you're looking to run a certain, you know, work on a different show? Do any promoters even ask you, you know, hey, don't work that show? Or... I, do you, do you feel anything like that between any um, yeah. any hatred between different promoters? Yeah, I get that shit all the time. Actually, like, oh, you're working this show instead of this show, and you know, like, I don't really care because like it's not about money, really. I mean, yeah, if they're gonna pay an extra twenty five bucks from like coming from Reno's standpoint, if you're traveling to the Bay Area for promotion A or B, like you're gonna go where the extra gas money is. But it comes down to they book me first too. Like I don't know. Which um, which of you know? And, huh? Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh no, I just uh, I was saying if you're gonna cry about it, like uh, that's nice, but really it's just like in Northern California, it's the wrestling company draws. So I think sometimes promoters are selfish when they think, oh, Adam Thorne so or oh the scum or oh Big Ugly isn't gonna be on our show, like. I think they, you know, they should just man up and run their show and, like, fuck it, dude. It's just wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, just run a yeah, good show. Don't, you'll don't be, you'll concentrate be there the on... Time. Yeah. Like, don't concentrate that you have to have a certain wrestler or you can't run a certain angle. Like, you run a show once a month. The fans are going to forget what you did next month anyway. They just want to see good wrestling matches, dude. So. <laughs> Any other questions, Jeff? <laughs> I like I like his answer. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that really just they think a lot differently, and I and I think a lot of you know and it's sad between for, you know for for the most part you know because the fans they do they just want to come and see good wrestling, but then again there are there are fans that do come for specific wrestlers, you know so yeah, you kind of have is. to look at it both ways as well. But, you know, I, and I get mad at that, too. I get mad at, like, the wrestlers, even, who show up to a show. And, I, you know, I, I've i been there, too. But you get booked on, like, 
the card and then you get there and someone no shows so you get put in a match you don't want to really be in and like people don't even want to try you know they mail it in and to me that's bullshit dude like hey like everyone's doing it pretty much as a hobby anyway unless you're going to get signed you know what i mean so you might as well go there and like focus on having the best match you can and get it on tape to send to somebody instead of crying about oh i don't think i'll gel with this guy well then maybe like you know, you shouldn't be there in the first place, and you should give some kid who's a student who wants to be on a show who will drive for no money whatsoever the spot on the show, you know, or maybe you should stop being a little fucking crybaby about it and go to the gym and work out and get your body in shape, too, so, like, people want to put you in better matches and stuff. Like, I think a lot of wrestlers are babies like that, and, like, I get a bad reputation because I'll, I'll be the first one to speak up and say shit, and I'll be the first one to, whatever, throw a tantrum and be pissed at shit that doesn't make sense, but... Like I said, you run once a month, and I think you should focus on putting on the best show possible that day, not, oh, this show's going to lead into this show six months down the road, so let's just do this, you know. Fuck that. Um, now, do you go to other, do you, now, if there's shows that you're not booked at, do you go to those shows just to watch as a fan, or do you just say, I'm not booked, so I don't even want to go? A lot of times I won't go just because of uh, the travel-wise. Like, Sacramento is the closest place to Reno where we live, and that's a two-hour drive as is. Um, oh, okay. But, um, like, I moved to Oklahoma for a while, and then I moved back, and when I first came back, my buddy Tim was wrestling for Kirk White down at BTW, and um, they had, like, uh, Frankie Kazarian on the show and stuff, and he didn't have anyone to ride with, so I was like, yeah, I'll go ride, and, like, it wasn't one of those things where I wanted to show up and try and beg for work. Like, I just really wanted to watch a wrestling show because, I mean, let's WWE comes into town or whatever. I don't get to watch a whole lot of them, and so yeah, I'd like to watch a lot more than I get to, really. But I guess yeah, pretty much if I'm not booked, I don't go to the shows. I guess, and that's really just due to like driving and money, and I don't need my girlfriend to yell at me when I get home at three thirty in the morning sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all have that problem, brother. So, right, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's <clears throat> so. How did you get hooked up with Fog City? Um, Roland Alexander. He sent me a text message saying, uh, "Hey, this guy wants to use you," and that was uh, Caesar. And um, gave me the number. I think it was around Christmas time, actually. And um, I was like, "Well, screw it. I'll, I'll call him." And you know, Roland was like, just be careful because he's, you know, a first-time promoter and blah, 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 and whatever. Everyone's got to start somewhere. So I called him, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to use the whole scum, and he was real excited about it. So, And then he called back. He's like, yeah, yeah, I want to do the uh, deal with the Samoans and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, we'll do it. And, uh, you know, it turned out to be a real good thing. Uh, I just uh, will keep rolling with it until uh, they don't want to use us. No, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem, dude. I mean, your 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 act is really good. You know, I mean, I've seen you live a few times, and it's really good. And not not to mention, um, I mean, heck, you you, you got hit by a Samoan woman last month. Yeah, that Jeez. really sucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she hit like harder than a lot of men I've been hit by. <laughs> you know, I got up, I was like, "What the fuck hit me?" Because I was like, "I know Keith didn't get out of the ring that fast," so. <laughs> so she really tatered you? She just nailed you? 
yeah, like, uh, we were putting the boots to him, and, you know, she was yelling the whole match or whatever, and you know, she was just a fan, so we were fucking with her. And, like, I got up, and uh, she kicked Paul in the fucking spine, too, and he got uh, thrown to the outside. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? So, you know, you always hear, like, the old school stories about, like, the Samoan family and stuff. And it's true, brother. It's true, still. It's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I grew up here outside San Francisco, and, and I came in, I started watching wrestling at the end of the San Francisco Territory, 79, 80, and it's true. It was really yeah. like that in the Cow Palace. Yeah, I uh, I, I imagine. <laughs> Man, it's, I was like, shit, can we get, like, guardrails or something next time, you know? It's like, or, like, better security. Cause I, you know, nobody wants to. Hear that? Hit, Hear man. that, Caesar, out there? I know Caesar's <laughs> listening. Caesar is listening. They, right. they need security or guardrails. I, I think it would be cheaper to get the guardrails. But yeah. <laughs> considering the price of gas nowadays. Right. But, <clears throat> so, um... You have uh, Supreme Pro coming up on the 25th. You have Fog City on the 12th. What else do you have this month? Uh, Supreme Pro is on the 20th, and then PCW in Orville is the 19th, and that's their big anniversary show, too. Um, and then I think we're going up to Oregon the week after that, the 25th and 6th, for uh, a couple of the buddies up there from the defunct. Uh, Portland Wrestling, they're running something up there now. And then, I'm not even really sure. I uh, should probably call Roland and see if we can work out a deal to go back to Gym Wars because it's always fun down there. And Gym Wars has been a hot crowd since since I started huh? going in 97. I, I went in 97 and, and it was always a hot crowd. And Yeah, um, I mean, it's they just, roll up the door in weird. the summer now so they can pack more fans in or whatever to be okay with the fire code or whatever and uh I just you know, like I said, I guess they have heat there for not showing up to their camp or whatever and I understand that from both perspectives but you know, whatever, like I make my own decisions, you know, it's indie wrestling. I mean I I don't mean to call it just indie wrestling because, you know, it's like a huge part of my life and like I love the wrestling business more than you know a lot of things, and I just I, I think a lot of the bullshit that you know gets thrown my way sometimes is just like I don't want to like call people being jealous or whatever, but it's like dude, just like like I said earlier, grow up and just have a good match, dude. Like I, I'm not gonna be friends with everybody, you know what I mean? Like I I you know like best friends are like the scum. That's who I hang out with at the bar, you know what I mean? That's who I go out with. Whatever, and, like, at a wrestling show, like, yeah, I'm going to shake your hand and whatever, but don't be pissed that if, you know, I have to drive five hours back to Reno, I'm not going to come party with you. And that's, like, a lot of the heat that we got, too. It's like, whatever. Well, that's kind of weak. I mean, it's, it's like, dude, I, I got to drive five hours. What the hell? It, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I see it from, like, APW uh, originals or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, people who came from their school, like... When the scum invaded, we the first show in there, I beat MPT for the internet title. The second show in there, I beat uh, Oliver John for the heavyweight title. So I can see like where people are like pissed at where I'm getting the shit rolled downhill onto me from what the bookers are doing. You know what I mean? 
like, why are these guys coming in and getting these pushes and Buster and Paul are feuding with Kafu and Robert Thompson and, you know, I think people sometimes are like, how come our company isn't throwing us a bone, you know? And, at, like, I don't know. I, I think it's weak, too, but whatever it happens, you know, like, personally, I enjoy being, like, the first or second match on the card because you get it over with, you can watch the rest of the show, and, you know, openers are always hot and fun anyway, so main event, like, a lot of pressure is put on your shoulders, like, at least in my opinion, you know, because I truly believe if you're going to drive to a wrestling show as a fan, like, I'm going to give you 110% wherever, you know. It, sometimes it sucks and sometimes it doesn't, but... Well, that's, that's... that's I think everybody up and down the card should have that outlook. I, mean, I do, too. Like, I wish everyone... You're getting in your car and, and doing it. You know, and like a lot geez. of people, it, it it stops there for them too. They don't go home and like I'm not saying like I'm a bodybuilder and shit, but like you look at like a lot of people who get booked in upper matches and stuff in the NorCal area, and these are guys who have somewhat of a body or a look or whatever, and they're not just the oh I bought the biker tights off of high spots and kick pads, and I'm gonna do indie kicks all day. And how come nobody's using me? And I'm 110 pounds soaking wet, you know? Like, it's not my fault wrestling was, like, labeled a big man business. And then, like, thank God, like, indie companies kind of broke away from that. But still, fans and promoters, they want to use people who have a look, you know? Don't want plain Jane wrestlers. Or... So, I don't know. I'm telling everyone, go get in the fucking gym, man. <laughs> <laughs> go to the fucking gym and act like a wrestler, dude. And... Fuck. Just have a good time. Like, you can talk all the shit you want about me, but, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm the first one to tell you if I don't like something, and first one to tell you, like, if shit's weak, and I'm the first one to tell you to fucking care about what you're doing. Like, uh, we wrestled for NAW, um, and me and Luster have been trying to put together a package as a tag team, you know, and stuff, and we're supposed to wrestle the Young Bucks, and they couldn't make it or whatever, and I got thrown in a match with Rick Luxury and uh, Jardy France, and on the way down, I was in the van, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, do this, I wanted to wrestle a tag team wrestler now, and I don't want to be a singles wrestler, and, you know, I ate my own words, I was like, fuck it, just go hear me now, and have a good match. Huh? Yep, I hear you, Jeff. Oh, okay, I, I had problems there, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get, uh, couldn't get through. No. Uh, I had I had to call back. Um, I, I got a question for you. What's the um What's the difference between working Northern California and going up and working for Oregon? Um, I got Oregon. Like the fans are easier. They're like '80s fans. You know what I mean? They're like you know uh, they pop for arm drags and shit like that. So it's like you get to work a lot more. You know what I mean? And a lot of companies up there have TV too. So. You know, it, it's fun, you know, for that sense, because it gives you a whole different... Oh, you don't have to go out there and worry about having that five-star indie match, you know? You can actually uh-huh. just work like an old school, like... And I grew up on that shit, like, you know, Randy Savage and, you know, Steamboat and Flair and all them, and... Like, that, that shit's fun to me, and, like, it's a lot easier on the body, too, I think, you know? And, uh, I mean, they, they still have the fans who appreciate, like, the big high spots and whatever, but... How often then, do you make it up there? I haven't been up there in over a year, so um Portland Wrestling ran a 
pay-per-view or something. They, I don't know where it was distributed or whatever, and then uh, they just went out of business. Uh, I guess the promoter got caught up in some bad shit or something, and that was it. And it sucked because, like, um, it was cool going up to Portland because you get off the airplane and, like, people who would come to watch the TV tapings would actually be at the airport and stuff for you. And uh, it was kind of like the closest thing that I think some indie wrestlers that, you know, don't even get to the big indie companies get for, they're close to like, you know, oh, it's kind of big time. And they always put you up in a sweet-ass hotel up there and shit because so, it was one of the sponsors for TV and a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens this time around. Yeah, I like the guys that we're going up there to work for. When when the next when when was the next time you said you were going up there? The twenty fifth or sixth of April, whatever that Saturday is. The twenty fifth, I believe. Sixth. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Sixth. Okay. And uh, so you know, it, the thing that sucks too is the drive. Like you know, I I don't I don't mind driving because it's a big van and carpooling wrestlers, but. Um, Portland Wrestling used to fly the California guys up there, so that was always cool, too. So, but, I don't know. I, I like going up to Oregon. It's a, it's a fun place, and I was supposed to do Washington the day before, but they you have to get all your blood work and all that stuff done because of their commission up there. Uh, I just didn't get the paperwork done in time, so. So who are you working, who are you working against up in Oregon? Do you know? I just know they're going to have me in. Uh, they're just going to have the scum up there, so I'm sure me and Luster are going to tag against. I'm, I'm sure it'll be like their tag champs or something. You know what I mean? It'll be one of those deals where they brought us in. I, I think the Oregon fans will remember us because they're, they're just kind of like that, you know. They always hung out after the shows and stuff, so. But I don't know, like, name-wise who we're working Possibly the Suicide Kings, Matt Farmer and Chris Del Sol. Um, I've worked with those two guys. Have you worked yeah. them before? In the early days of Portland Wrestling, before I got fired or quit or whatever, <laughs> the story is um, I worked uh, like a six-man with them. And, uh, they're good guys. They're always fun backstage, too. They're like, uh, pretty comical and shit. So. That would be cool Matt, if we Matt. get to work them. Matt Farmer is actually on the staff of RoberGuardRadio.com. He's one of my writers, and oh, really? this guy, this guy has got stories, <laughs> stories and stories. I don't give a shit if they're true or not, but he's got stories, <laughs> and he, he's a, Matt's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, I, uh, were, were you were you on their side of the ring or were you against them? I was against them. Let's tag in with uh, Bulldog Brian Raymond and I think the Grappler and. I, I think it's the story of the, they used to call it the $200 dropkick, because I think we went up there for the four weeks of TV taping. The only thing I did was a dropkick. <laughs> you know, and I was like, shit, I just wrestled the whole week, and all I did was a dropkick. I don't even think I bumped or anything. I think it was a pretty bad match, because it was just, sometimes that happens, you know. And, uh, but so whatever, so did, it, it did Matt kill you? Was no, Matt stiff? I think so. No, I, I've never like, I don't think I've met a wrestler yet who has like been like, oh god, that guy. I don't ever want to wrestle him for being stiff or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like when uh, a GZW company was running and they brought in Joe, like Vinny Massaro was telling me, 
you know, Joe's pretty stiff, and like, okay, and I thought Joe was like a class act to work, and I thought he was snug, you know, the shit definitely connected, but I, I don't know, like any of those guys I don't think we've ever had a problem with, except for Keisha cool. Cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to book her, her and you on on the next Fox City show. Yeah, I'm going to no-show that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Okay, let's see. We have a caller on the line. Caller, who am I speaking with? This is Gabe Alexander. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Listen, this guy... Adam Thornstow is the biggest pile of crap in all of NorCal wrestling. This guy walked into APW, which has been a couple... Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> wow. Jeez. That was fun. Yeah, I what was it? Me, man. Oh, what did, what did he say? Who did he say he was? Gabe Alexander. Gabe Alexander, <laughs> huh? He said yeah. Roland Gabe Rib, I think, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's funny. Well, uh, Adam, we're going to wrap you up, brother. Um, okay, do you cool. have a MySpace or a website where uh, anybody can contact you about bookings? Yeah, it's uh, myspace.com slash rocklegendscum. And that's it. <laughs> awesome. And to, awesome. And, and, to any, and to any promoters who want to book him, please tell him who he's working ahead of time. <laughs> Because the next couple shows, he has no idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the eight-year anniversary, I don't know who, you know, Fox City, I don't know who. PCW, I think, (laughs) is Brandon Bonham, as long as MPT gets a hold of him. And then... uh, What was was the date for that that show up in Orville? April 19th. I may have to take a trip up to Paradise just to see that match. I definitely recommend Orville. Fun experience, and they draw huge up there. I'm... And then, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to uh, The Territory, the guys putting together that show. Um, those guys are fucking amazing at the shit they do. They just made a promo package for the scum and everything, and uh, if something ever comes of that, we owe those guys a lot. So I want to say thanks to those guys real quick, too. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, thank you for your time. I will yep. uh, I will uh, definitely see you on Saturday. I will right, introduce cool, myself, and you know we'll we'll do the... The, the handshake and all that good stuff, and then you'll go in the back and we won't talk. But, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, brother. Thanks for coming on. It, it was definitely my pleasure. Jeff, say goodbye. Right. Hey, uh, nice, nice talking to you, and uh, hopefully nice we'll talk to you. to you again sometime soon. All right, thank you, guys. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, Adam, you have a good one, brother, and I will see you this weekend. All right, take care. All right, brother. Okay. We are down to our last two minutes. We survived another show, Jeffrey. Uh, yes, we did. I had, I had some, some phone difficulties over this last half hour. Uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully that won't happen again. That's all good, dude. I, I killed her. I'll, I'll end up like Alex. <laughs> I want to know who that jackass from the 530 area code was. I should have worked out his phone number. Call him back on the air. There you what go. a goof. What a goof. All right, well, it's hard sell time. FogCityWrestling.com, this Saturday, April 12th, doors open at 6 p.m., bell time, promptly at 7. I suggest you get there before 6 o'clock. There are a few tickets remaining. Um, I suggest coming out 
Um, it's going to be a hot main event, Mr. Primetime against uh, uh, Black Pearl. Uh, they, they've been doing their thing the last couple shows, so um, they're, they're, they're hot and they're ready to go. Um, it's going to be a fun show. I suggest everybody come out. Come out and say hi to me, KZ. I will be there. I'll be the idiot in the Rubber Guard Radio t-shirt. Um, and you can who do we have on uh, who do we have on for uh, for Thursday night with uh, oh, Guard Radio Thursday night Thursday night we will be starting at 8 p.m. Pacific we're going to you know push you back an hour um, in the first hour we have we'll have the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Adam Pierce and in the second hour we will have OVW's own Kenny Bolin to talk about the WWE OVW split um, that sounds Mr. like it will Bowling, be uh, a really, Mr. really Bowling, great show. He, he can legally talk about it now. So, uh, well, let's get the plugs, and we got we're on very short time, Jeff. So I'm going to cut right. you off, and I'll run them down. SoCalProWrestling.com, uh, NewWaveProWrestling.com, RubberGuardRadio.com, MySpace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio, and last but not least. WrestleWarehouse.com. Alrighty, guys, we'll see you on Thursday. Blog Talk Radio.